Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on American Family Radio. We're going to be here for 25 more minutes. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano and Steve Jordahl. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. So, um, the, your 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 Las Vegas, previously Oakland, previously yeah. L.A., previously Oakland Raiders. That's them. That's that's your team. I've been with them. How are they do? How are they doing so far? They're 0 and 1. They oh, lost to San Diego. Oh. And they well, you're already down, aren't you? You're like season over? <laughs> no, I was. You no. you you sound downward in spirit. You're always a little upset when your but, team loses. I mean, I'm I know, but you, I know, but this is Thursday. That was last Sunday. You you need to be moving on. I am moving on, but uh, let me see where I'm moving on to because I'm I'm not quite sure. I, I'm uh, I'm moving on to Arizona, who was also zero and one. So we'll okay, so the battle that. of the zero and ones. That's right. Even though technically it's not oh, it's zero. But who says that? love in one? Who says that? We interchange the letter for the number. We do often, don't we? It's one of the f- flaws of humanity. I would say enigmas of life. The result of the flaws fall? of humanity that'll work. Uh, is it the result of the fall? What is that? Uh, 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 <laughs> it's a puzzle inside an enigma, inside a mystery, or something. Wrapped up in a mystery. Wrapped up right. in a mystery. Hmm? That was the Soviet right. Union. And before you know it, you got whole islands. Capsize Tip it over. This <laughs> <laughs> as long as Martha's Vineyard doesn't capsize, <laughs> with all those all those extra all those extra immigrants being being flown in, that right. one could capsize. Okay, Steve, what do you got? All right, I want you to notice the um, <clears throat> the logic behind this. Okay, so Kamala Harris was in Buffalo yesterday, and uh, she granted a couple local TV stations some uh, quick interviews. One of those was WIBV Channel 4 in Buffalo, New York. And um, the, uh, the you'll hear the question, uh, are you concerned about inflation? I want you to listen to her answer and uh, just the logic behind her answer. This is, this is, I would say it's almost devious. Listen to Cut 11. We have done polling, which shows that in New York State, 38% of people say the economy is their top issue when they go to the ballot box in mm-hmm. November. Uh, with inflation still at 8.3%, though, is that a concern for the party? Well, I will tell you, um, given that not one Republican in Congress, in the House or the Senate, voted in favor of the Inflation Reduction Act... I do believe that Democrats are in good standing. It's it's Republicans' fault. They didn't vote for the... It's the Re- Inflation Reduction Act. You can't be <clears throat> upset with inflation if you didn't vote for the... Hey, when when does this kick in? Some of it, the the good part of it has already kicked in. The, talking about the... Indu- it's called the uh, inflation, inflation Reduction. Reduction Act, right? Yes. yes. That's the one that Nancy Pelosi at the White House yesterday with all the people in attendance said, you need to clap people right here. Yeah. I said something about this bill and you're just sitting there on your hands now when does the the but the vice president there said that uh the Re- republicans didn't vote for her for the uh inflation reduction act therefore the democrats are in a good place leading up to november uh midterm elections yeah uh, 
So, uh, when, but I, my question is: Does anyone know when the Inflation Reduction Act begins to reduce inflation? I think <laughs> about about the time that you can buy a snow cone in Hades. <laughs> That's your opinion, or have you evaluated that? <laughs> I, 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 there's maybe some biblical backing for the inability to buy snow cones in Hades. Listen, but <laughs> listen, they just name stuff. They just name stuff whatever they want to to make it sound good, and it's it, not does, just to it make, doesn't even have to do anything to do with the actual content of the bill. But right. look, they don't do it just to to make it sound good. They do it to hang it around the Republicans' necks. Yeah, that's what she just did. Yeah, you're worried about inflation. We had an inflation reduction act. Republicans didn't want anything to do with it. It's their fault because right. they don't want inflation to come down. That's right. That's yeah. the point they're trying yeah. to yeah. make. And all right, listen, and we, they, they the Republicans don't want to bring inflation down. The inflation that our administration is at least in part responsible for. All right, go ahead. Steve. All right, um, I have one more politician to play for you, and uh, this is uh, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi who was uh, at a press conference with her regularly scheduled uh, press conference she has every day, I think. Uh, and uh, she was talking about this um, abortion restriction bill that Senator um, Graham of South Carolina has put up. And uh, she, I want you to hear her mock. Now, most of this is an answer to the question that, that we didn't hear and makes little sense anyway. But you'll you'll notice the part that does make sense where she mocks anybody who thinks maybe life could begin at conception cut nine. I think what you're seeing there is a conflict within the Republican Party. There are those in the party that think life begins at the candlelight dinner the night before. And and and, and these people are, are in defiance of that. Right? Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, I, I, she's I, mocking I, God. Yeah, uh, yeah, really. She, it, 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 that's the bottom line here. Ultimately, yeah. She, ultimately, yeah. She, but she, she thinks she she thinks she's funny, uh, mocking people who believe that life begins at conception. She's talking about obviously before which two her people church, have, which her own church believes yes. in. Catholic Church. The Catholic, Catholic Church teaches that life begins at conception. Nancy Pelosi, who claims to be a devout Catholic is making fun right there of people who believe that. Right. So she's making fun of, she's mocking her own church doctrine. I, huh? You know, I just, I, I just don't, I, I don't know what to say anymore about people who are so bent on murdering unborn babies. I, you know, that's mockery is probably the least of our worries when you get people like that in charge. Uh, but it's, is that a sin? I, I know I'm talking about what abortion, abortion. Oh, abortion absolutely is a sin. It's, who, who, it's who, murder. Who sins in an abortion then? Who sins? Yes. Well, who, whoever's responsible for the murder of the, so the, the mother is ending the life of her baby using the instrumentality of the abortionist. And anybody who helps her do it is an accessory to the sin. Is an yeah would be an accessory to the to the sin. It'd be like if I if I drove you down the street to rob a bank, okay, or if I told you that we need this, we need the money, you know. So you you mean like a boyfriend or something? Yeah, a boyfriend or a husband or 
or a mom or a boyfriend or, who por- uh, who who pressures a yeah a girlfriend to get an abortion if if abortion is murder and i believe it is most of christianity does unless you're in a liberal denomination okay you believe we believe that the murder of an innocent unborn child is murder then anyone who helps make that happen has committed a so, sin so you're saying that you called it murder yeah, right? which I agree with. I'm just trying to, the benefit of maybe people who hadn't thought this through. Right. Are you're a new Christian and you don't understand what all the debate's about as it relates to the scripture? Yes. Because that's important here. Right. Vitally important here. Because one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not murder. Number six. Okay. Thou shalt not murder, which is reinforced, obviously, in the New Testament. Yes. That commandment is repeated. Uh, okay, so, um, the, so you're saying uh, an abortion is a violation of the sixth commandment given to Moses? Yeah, because peop- sometimes people who are pro-abortion will say the Bible doesn't even mention abortion. Yeah, you that. know by by name. Uh, okay, that that's not the point. The point is the act of abortion is killing a human being, an innocent human being. We're not talking about a police officer sh- justifiably shooting a bank robber. Okay, that's not, an, that's not the taking of an innocent life. That's the taking of a life that is in the process of committing a crime. When we say committing uh, a murder, we're talking about the taking of innocent human life, and that abortion does that. Is that why... So many women have uh, are saddled with that guilt through through their lives. I, I not being a woman who's never been involved in an abortion, I would guess that is exactly. But what we've all heard these with. testimonies. Yes, they are. They they understand that for a while they had a separate individual inside their abdomen moving. And the more they find out about it, the more they see these 4D ultrasounds, and they see video, and they see a, a weeks-old baby. Or they become a believer. Or they become a believer. They realize they took an innocent human life. And God can forgive that sin, just like God forgave David for murdering the wife, the, the husband of Bathsheba, um, to cover up his illicit relationship with that woman, okay? God forgave the sin of uh, David, and God can forgive that sin as well. It's not an unforgivable sin. It's not unpardonable. So what would you say to somebody who's listening right now, either a woman who had an abortion who's now feeling guilty about it or a uh, man who participated like drove the woman to the abortion clinic or, or pressure her to get it, what would you say to them? I would say what the Bible says to, let's say I'm talking to a woman under those circumstances, I would say that all have sinned. That's what the Bible says. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and that is why God the Father sent his Son to take human form and ultimately to die upon the cross to pay for the sins of humanity and for all those who come in faith to Jesus Christ 
and ask for forgiveness for their sins, God will forgive you. And it's not just people who are involved in abortion. It's people involved in every sin humanity has committed. All those sins can be forgiven. So you say Christ takes our guilt? Christ upon the cross paid for our sins, and our guilt is washed away. We are. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, to cleanse us of those feelings of guilt and so, uncleanness. So if we have sin in our lives, uh, have committed sins, as the Bible says, all of us are guilty of, right? And we all know that to be right. true. <laughs> right. Including abortion. If we if we don't confess and ask forgiveness and trust in Jesus because he paid the price for our sin, then we're condemned. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. Be- and, and, and you know, sometimes, okay, you no, no, that to, go ahead and finish, and then I wanted Steve to comment too. Yeah, um, I, uh, this no, is we important. are. This yeah, is important. We, we are condemned. And for those who say, who want to say, well, listen, I think I'm a good person. I haven't committed murder. I haven't committed adultery. You're talking about David. I have never been involved with uh, abortion or any other kind. I haven't done any of those really big things. I think I'm a good person. I think I'll get into heaven. I, I use, and I'm not alone to use this as a as an, an analogy. If you stand before a judge being charged with the murder of one person, you and you make the counter argument to the judge. You say, Judge, I brought five people with me that I did not kill. And five is greater than this one I did kill. I want to be let off. The judge is going to say to you, you are expected not to kill people. You don't get extra credit for not killing people. I want to talk about the murder you committed. And that is the way our sins are viewed by God. If we tell God, look at all the good things I did. God is going to say, you're expected to do those good things. You don't get extra credit for that. I don't weigh those against the sins. I want to talk about how you're going to deal with those sins. Only the Christian can say, Jesus Christ dealt with those sins. I am forgiven of all those things that I have done wrong. That's that's Steve, one way of looking at it. Pay attention, folks. Pay attention to um, the feelings of guilt that the Holy Spirit brings on you because they're God's gift to you. Uh, Romans talks about uh, us, uh, God giving us over or giving men over to the sins, and the guilt goes away. No longer feels bad because it's been kind of put in his heart. Uh, so the feeling of guilt, the prompting of the Holy Spirit, uh, either before you accept Christ and, and repent for the first time, or as a Christian, if you sin and feel guilty, that's God's greatest gift to you calling back in a relationship with him. People want to escape the guilt. I don't want to feel guilty. Thank you, God, for the guilt, for the feeling of the for you know what though if we weren't me back yeah if we weren't created in the image of God like the Bible says the guilt would not even be an issue. My dog doesn't feel guilt. That's what I'm. Although I wish he did. Sometimes it looks like he does. But <laughs> you're right. All these human emotions that we have are given to us by God. They're more than just emotions. They are. Well, I don't know what the right word is, but. Uh, talking about guilt, shame, joy, happiness. Uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, 
experiences that we have as humans uh, that plants and animals, right? You know, don't have uh, because we're we're uniquely created. That is, humans are uniquely created by God. But that's only proof that God exists, right? Uh, And that somebody who carries shame and guilt, uh, and that can be unhealthy too. But you carry shame and guilt uh, because of your sins or or things you've done in the past or whatever. The only way to get rid of that is to, this is what the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is, right? Is to transfer that to what Christ did for us on the cross uh, and did for everybody on the cross by taking this. When the Bible says Jesus took the sins of the world on his, yes. on him, on the cross. Right. That's what that moment in history was. Behold uh, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's right. a good thing. That's what a good thing that Steve said. Uh, guilt is like physical pain. If you did not feel heat when you set your hand on a hot stove, your whole body would be consumed. It is a gift to have nerve endings that warn you to pull your hand away. And that's what guilt is. That sense of condemnation is it is a warning from God to pull away from what you're doing. Otherwise, your soul can be consumed by it. That'll preach right there, Brother right. Ed. That'll preach. Who knew that Nancy Pelosi would set us off on a great theological discussion? Well, <laughs> amen. Well, it's an opportunity to yeah. make a redemptive statement in the face of the kind of shocking callousness that the Speaker of the House right. shows towards unborn children. I don't know how she's not kicked out of the Catholic Church. Some, Honestly. In e- fact, e- e- communicated. Uh, the Archbishop in San Francisco has said that he will not serve her communion. Well, the, the, uh, the Catholic Church teaching is that abortion is a mortal sin. Right. And here she is, one of the most well-known Catholics in America, uh, in essence, or in reality, making fun of her own church's teaching on right. something as significant as when human life begins. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And she, uh, maybe it's because she's rich and powerful that the church leaders give her a pass. Uh, that's the only thing I can figure out. Go ahead, Steve. Next story. All right. Um, Not all church leaders no. in the Catholic Church give her a pass. No. Her own archbishop in in San Francisco has said, we will not serve you communion uh, yep. here. Uh, but she, but the, Catholic- the one in D.C. is no problem right. with it. Go ahead, Steve. Next story. All right. Uh, we have been questioning. Uh, we've been seeing uh, the FBI be uh, kind of weaponized against conservatives. We got one- At Hardee's especially. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've got one more example of this. Uh, this is an, an article, and I, I don't hide these from you. I, these come up to me after our story meeting, so yeah. trust me on this. You haven't heard so this. So we haven't heard this. You haven't heard this. New York Post is reporting Miranda Devine at the New York Post. Facebook has been spying on the private messages and data of American users and reporting them to the FBI if they express anti-government, anti-authority sentiments, or question the 2020 elections. The FBI... These private messages have been farmed out as leads to the FBI, the field offices around the country, which subsequently requested subpoenas from their partners, U.S. Attorney's Office in their districts to officially obtain private conversations that Facebook already had shown them. So there's a collaboration between uh, Facebook and the FBI, and they're using posts 
to uh, to ferret out those of uh, that have disfavored political speech. This did happen, or is happening? Is happening? Now? Huh? Is happening? You know, here here's the problem I have with that. In principle, I have no problem with social media forwarding onto the FBI comments. We'll just say that comments on Facebook that appear to represent a genuine threat to the country. In principle. If I said I was so, going to fly a plane into a right, building. Right, those yes. kind of things. Absolutely. What I do have a problem with is the way Facebook and the FBI are apparently construing First Amendment-protected speech. That if you have a problem with the 2020 election, for example, uh, or you have a problem with COVID and vaccines and all those kinds of things that you or you have a problem with what's going on at your school and you intend to stand up and say something at the next school board meeting that you are in the same category as what we, you just described in terms of an actual domestic terrorist attack. So I've got a question. That's in, the problem I have with that. I've got a question into Abraham Hamilton uh, because I'm not I'm generally confused if if Facebook decides on its own to send these messages. Facebook <laughs> is not under any First Amendment uh, uh, concerns because it's a private company. Now, once the FBI takes it and acts on it, then at that point, I think you might have some First Amendment concerns. But this is another example. Facebook was the, the group that helped hide Twitter as well. The Hunter Biden laptop story, which had a direct impact on the 2020 elections. Right. So that's that's from people themselves who said they were Democrats. 17 percent, I think, of Democrats had had no idea about the Hunter Biden laptop no. story. And they said, yes, if I'd heard that, well, I, I might have voted different. And about? the big deal about the Hunter Biden laptop story is the. How much money did he and and then Vice President Biden make off his foreign business deals that were facilitated by the fact that his dad was the VP? Yeah, under Barack Obama. That will yeah. be that if the Republicans get control of the House, that's going to be a major investigation uh, coming up. Go ahead, Steve. We got to about a minute or so. All Any right. good news out there, Steve? Well, uh, search I can the globe. Where's the globe? Spinning. Search the globe for some good news. No, I don't have access to the globe. I do have access to our other trusted news source. Um, Mike Lindell is still holding out against the FBI inside his my pillow fort. <laughs> this is from the Babylon Bee, of course. That's our best trusted. The Babylon Bee also said yesterday that the FBI came and confiscated two of their jokes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Babylon Bee is a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. So... Martha's Vineyard residence calls police to report a Hispanic in the neighborhood not uh, is not operating a leaf blower. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. yes, yeah, that's mocking the the uh, the elites at, Mar at, at Martha's Vineyard. I've never I've never been there. I, I I don't think they they don't stop you from coming to the island if you're not wealthy. I mean they don't they don't do. No, that. they want your money. I mean yeah. everybody goes There's to spend people, some money. People go there and spend some money, but it's it's wealthy people who live there. And uh, Chappaquiddick. Chappaquiddick Island is, I think, right next to uh, Is that a Martha's tourist attraction, Vicky. really? Yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> sure, but that's that. Uh, people who remember Ted Kennedy will remember Chappaquiddick. Mm. Yeah. All right, we're out of time. We thank you for yours. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Are you going to be here tomorrow? I will. Trivia Friday. Willing. JJ's going to be here. Yeah, I think we got. So. 
Gang's all here. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody.